Welcome to the SBP Podcast, the voice of mobile film. I'm Susie Botello. Acting in front of a smartphone is the topic of episode five. If you have not heard our earlier podcast from the director of Figment, you may want to listen to it later. Ava Blackwell is the protagonist of the story in a cinematic film shot entirely with a smartphone and directed by Mithran Maharajan. I'm really excited to bring you Ava all the way from Canada to share what it's like from the other side of the lens of a smartphone camera. Ava, thank you for doing this podcast and being part of the SBP podcast show. I know it's late there. You're in Canada, but you're in Toronto. Am I correct? Yeah, I am. I'm here in Toronto. Um, hi, Susie. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm so happy to be here, especially after listening to your last episode with Mithran. It was so enjoyable. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> yeah. I would love for you to first just kind of share with our listeners a bit about your background in, in film and your experience as an actor. Okay, great. Um, well, my name is Ava Blackwell. I am an actress and a producer. I'm currently living in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and I'm originally from out west. I'm from a military family. Both of my parents are military, so... The way I got into acting was um, whenever my dad would move we and I would go meet him wherever he was, uh, I would connect with the local people and find new friends through theater. And one of the ways that I always found, I, I loved connecting with people through theater because people would let down their inhibitions when they were exploring a scene or exploring a story. It was a really easy way to find a common ground with people, and then get lost in a story. Um, I have been training in theater and film uh, in theater since I was a young girl, since I was about six years old, and I've been training in film since I was 20. I went to the film school, I went to film school in um, the Czech Republic at Prague Film School in 2010, and was working as an actor just after that in Central Europe for a few years before going back home for a bit and finally ending up in Toronto. Wow. So, mm. so you, you started out really young in, in drama classes, uh, sort of, that was like your way to get your feet wet into, into school and getting to know people because you moved around a lot, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And it's funny because acting's always been, it's like when you skip a stone across a lake, sometimes it's, touching the water and sometimes it's not. So I know I've always had very fond memories with acting, but it hasn't always, it's always been around in my life and part of my experience, but I haven't always been doing it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and also I know, um, that acting is introspective in, in many ways, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, there's a, for me with acting, especially there's a time for gathering experiences and there's a time for pouring them out into a story, into a character, into an experience for everyone, you know? What are, um, uh, this film that, that you were in, um, this mobile film as a, yes. as we like to call it, <laughs> um, it's been, you know, it's, it's called Figment 
and um, and yeah, the podcast um, that we did earlier with Mithran Maharajan, um, he spoke in depth about you know making the movie and and so forth. And I think it's awesome to have you here because you uh, your performance in in that film, your acting ability was superb. And that's really, really the captivating part of that, that movie. I mean, you're watching that movie. You don't think about, you know, the fact that it's being shot on an iPhone. And so, and I know that you were a professional and, and you worked in other films. Was this the first time you worked on a film I'm I'm already imagining you're going to say yes, but was this the mm-hmm. first time that you worked on a film that was shot uh, on a smartphone? Uh, yes, it was. And thanks so much, Susie. That's so nice of you to say about my performance. I mean, it was largely due to, I mean, the team. You can't create that on your own. It's, it's all team effort. And Mithran's writing really helped with a lot of that. And the whole team giving me space to just, be safe to create and express myself. Um, it was the, my first time working on anything filmed on a mobile phone. And I mean, like you said, you forget that that film is shot on a mobile phone because, and I forgot too, because they used a phenomenal amount of equipment and it was the same. It was, it would be the same as if you were shooting on a red or whatever. They just put a, an iPhone in place of, the red, they had dollies and everything. It was, it was amazing. I mean, Karan did such an amazing job as, as the, as the cinematographer. He was so inventive and him and Mithran worked so well together to create these wonderfully vivid shots. And, but you know, it, it's still, when it comes to like, we use the phone all the time, we take selfies or we get in front of people, you know, at an event or something like that. And, you know, we're so used to being in front of the lens of a phone. Um, and the lenses on, you know, on cameras for films are usually quite large. And, you know, it's like that big eye looking at you, you know. <laughs> and so I'm wondering if having, you know, being in front of a smartphone camera, even though they used all the other big equipment and everything and professional equipment, which you're used to, um, do you think that helped you feel more comfortable in front of the, in front of the camera for your performance or did it even have any effect at all? You know what? That's a really great question. I had never really given that much thought and I suppose it did. I mean, I was also lucky that we kind of shot some of the easier scenes first. So I was, we, everybody was able to get used to the fact that we were shooting on a smartphone because it was, it was also like a large crew. It was, it was a huge crew and we were all crammed in like when we were shooting in the office, you know, the first shots you get of, um, me in the office with Liz and, and, and Joseph interviewing me about what happened. Um, that's the most vivid memory I have of this actually being an iPhone because it was, we were shooting in, in Liz Taylor's, um, uh, her friend's uh, location and we were all crammed into this little office and there was like 20, 20 people in the room almost, I'd say, to my memory. 
and we were all crammed around this equipment. There's the boom and everything. And then just on top, on top in a little tiny stand was this iPhone. And I just remember coming into the room and sitting down on my mark and everything and everything being very professional. It's like camera rolling. Okay. (laughs) Presses the screen on the iPhone and we're rolling like, and it did like, you know, it, it kind of took some of the pressure off in a way, I guess, if I'm thinking about it now, because yeah, you're, you're comfortable in front of an iPhone. You don't really think of it as like a huge production, which it was a huge production, but you don't really think of it that way. There was a sense of familiarity with that camera and and comfort and sort of ownership over it, you know, not because I had an iPhone at the time. I didn't have a six at the time. Now I do. But um, it's a that's a really interesting point you bring up. I had never thought about it that way. Well, I was just thinking about that also uh, with with the girls, you know, the little girls, because, you know, children are given iPhones from the time they're like you know, under a year old. Actually, before before we go on, I'm thinking I'm, I can almost hear people that, you know, are going to be listening to this saying, what was this film about? Because maybe they haven't heard, you know, watched the movie yet or, oh, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. or anything. Why don't you describe a little bit about the film first? Ooh, okay. <laughs> so um, Figment is a story about power of imagination and the fact that truth is relative. Um, It's similar in tone to Room. Uh, There's a little bit more of a Disney twist on it. It, And we were actually shooting in Toronto the same time as Room was being filmed. Um, Although neither one of us knew it at the time. I think I mentioned that in my, in our previous conversations, but it's about a young woman who um, gets abducted by her, her husband actually and locked in a basement Um, and she is pregnant and she has a baby alone in this basement and has to raise her daughter in these circumstances as a prisoner trapped in this dirty scrunchy basement and protect her and keep her safe from the monster so Diana the character that I play um, creates these stories for her daughter Um, telling her that mom's a warrior and she's a princess and mom has to go into the forest and fight this terrible monster who is her father. And it's about the bond between mother and daughter and, and the lengths a mother will go in order to protect and make sure her daughter has a better life. The film, according to Mithran, um, was based on a true story, right? Yes. Yes. And how how similar was the true story um, to the film without giving too much away on the film, of course? Uh, I mean, it has its similarities and differences. I, I believe, from my point of view, I, I never went into too much discussion with Mithran about exactly which stories. I'm assuming he's talking about the, the case in... Um, I believe if it was Austria, Josef, um, what's his name? Campbell. I don't want to say Campbell and then it's wrong. Just looking it up here. I remember watching hours and hours of, of interview footage. I mean, I had already heard about this case in Austria. Hmm. Uh, and, oh, Josef Fritzl. 
I believe. That sounds a lot like Campbell. <laughs> yes, I don't. I know. I don't know why did I think Joseph. I think Joseph Campbell is a, a writer and a wonderful one at that. I'm so sorry if that's the case. Joseph <laughs> um, uh, Fritzl in in Austria, and I remember because I was in the Netherlands around the time that this had been coming to light, so it was a big story when I was younger, and uh, I remember hearing about it. So I would watch. I watched his research for, for this film hours and hours of this footage, and it was just so crazy to me what human beings can go through and sustain. And there's another story, um, something night. I can't, I'm, like, like we said earlier, we're bad with names, but yeah. I believe that Mithran took like just the energy associated with a lot of these stories and kind of combined them, different elements of them, into one story. Yeah, there was one not too Ma- long Ma- ago. Mandy, Mandy Knight? Yeah, I I can't rem- see. I'm we're we're both on that same boat right now. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I know there was one not too long ago about the girl that was um, abducted when she was a teenager, and she was a yes. gymnast or something like that, and she had the little boy, uh, and it was they were in their in his storage shed outside or something like that, and there was nothing but a little window on top, and she told the little boy they were in a spaceship in, in another planet or something. Um, gosh, you know, stories like that, that's, it, it's inspiring in that way because it, it, it gives, it, it gives you hope that whatever situation you're in, no matter how mad, how bad it may seem, you hear these stories about how people survive and it gives you a little bit of hope um, that, you know, you can survive things, which otherwise you, you, you may just give up on, you know? Yeah, man. Like, I mean, if people can get through that, I mean, then I've got nothing to complain about. Yeah, Um, your, your performance was so amazing. You know, I mean, you really feel it, you know? Thank you. Thank Um, you. I mean, I was so connected to that material. I mean, I read, I mean, the, okay, let me tell, this is an interesting story about the, my audition process and actually getting a role. I don't yeah. know if you wanted to. Yeah. Oh yeah. I actually met Mithran the night before the auditions happened at a uh, booze and schmooze at rain dance, Canada, you know, rain dance, Toronto. My friend Meek actually, who worked on the production as well, introduced me to Mithran. She's, uh, he said, um, Mithron has a film, you should meet him, da-da-da. So I met Mithron, shook his hand, he was a really nice guy, just kind of, you know, there's many people at the event, everybody's yelling and screaming, trying to tell you what they're doing, you know those kinds of events. And Mithron's very kind of like quiet, not withdrawn, but like quiet with this sparkle in his eye and confident, and Meek tells him, I have an actress for you, and he shook my hand and said, oh, would you like to read the script? Maybe you can come in for the audition tomorrow, if that works for you said yes, and by the time I got home, uh, like maybe half an hour later, the script was already in my inbox. And I opened it up, and I read it over once, and I just felt like this is, this is mine, like I have to play this role. I, I, felt, I, had, I, I felt rarely about that, about scripts, but I, I really felt it about this one. It just hit me. It really resonated with me. And I, didn't, I barely even had to look over the scene twice. I just knew it already. And I lived around the corner at the time from where the auditions went. And on my way to the audition, I listened to a few songs. I always make a playlist for every character that I um, 
audition for. So I listened to those songs on the way up and I walked straight into the audition room, sat down and did my thing. And, yeah. um, and, and so at what point did you find out that they were going to shoot it on an iPhone? I forget. And I remember it not being such a big deal, truly to me, like from my point of view, I, I realized later on how big of a deal it was to be shooting this all on an iPhone. And Javier later told me like how much him and Mithran talked about it and how much Mithran had to convince him and yeah. Quran that it had to be done on an iPhone. But I like I think he told me quite early on that he wanted it submitted to all the smartphone film, film festivals and that's why he was doing it. And I had previously when I um when I had uh, first moved to Toronto the first year I was the spokesperson and production director for the Toronto Smartphone Film Festival, Toronto yeah. International Smartphone Film Festival. So it was, it was just very serendipitous and I think it's a wonderful medium for creating films and it's the new it's 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 just it's the obvious step to take in filmmaking. It's, I mean, all the kids are doing it. it it's right. just so obvious to me that it should be the way film goes. Well, yeah, I mean, you At know. Least one sector of the industry, you know, like it, not every film. It really is the story. Um, you know, I do hear from filmmakers who are going to shoot a, you know, or trying to shoot a film with their smartphones that they want good professional actors and that they kind of get a an attitude, you know, as soon as they find out they're going to shoot it on an iPhone, they're not taken seriously. And um, you're one of the few um, that, that took that seriously, but I'm wondering if that had more to do with the story, you know, in your yeah. case. Well, yeah, for me... Absolutely. Like any, any project I'm taking on has to do with the story first. Yeah. I'm in this to tell stories. I mean, I, I, the, the reason I, I, I got into this thing was because I love telling stories. So for me, on any production, I have to find a way to resonate with the story. It has to be an emotional chemistry with the story or a spiritual chemistry or something in order for me to even think about playing it. I mean... Obviously, even in big budget productions, for me to do the best I can, I have to find a way to connect with the material or else I have no starting point, you know? Yeah. So, um, it, hmm? yeah, no, go ahead. I don't know. If there's a good story there, it tells me also something about the team who's creating it. So tells me it's whether these people were going to have a good chemistry like you know if, if there's somebody like if Mithran's dedicated to creating a story like Figment then well of course I'm going to have co-creative chemistry with him you know because that that material I resonate with so well you know it was it was like magic working on set with everybody it was great it worked from my point of view I've, I've rarely been on a set that worked that well that's awesome yeah we were even talking about the whole will be me on 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 the films that I've and and I haven't worked on anything major or anything like that but I actually was negligent or not willing to go to Hollywood in mm -hmm. in that you know because I know a lot of filmmakers that's they strive for that and for me it was a complete opposite I really enjoyed the independent filmmaking scene because you do feel like your family because 
you're, you're allowed to pitch in, you know, and, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. in, in ways that you're not just told, you know, this is your part, this is your thing, and that's all you're allowed to do. You're not even allowed to look in that direction type of a thing. And in yeah. independent filmmaking, it's like you all pitch in, you know, and everybody's open to everybody. And at the same time, being open to people kind of brings people together closer, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I I see pros and cons to both. Just to build off what you said about the independent scene, it's like that's what's so gratifying about the whole thing is that like it's great. You get that rush of like, okay, there's a problem. We need to solve it. Whoever, like we all solve the problem together and the person who does it is celebrated, you know, and and it's just a fun process. And well, it's not always fun, but it is, you get this amazing sense of achievement. 99% of the time it's fun. You know what I mean? There's those moments where you're shooting challenge, you know, it it (laughs) does take a certain kind of people to enjoy the challenge, you know? Yes, Um, exactly. And I love that kind of challenge for sure. And from the sounds of it, you do too. Yeah. Well, I've, I, and, and that's what creates the family because everybody thrives. I mean, I've seen people get hurt and continue, you know, and no one knew until the next day they broke their ankle or something. You oh, know? Jesus. Yeah. See, that's what I'm like on the other side of the coin. Sorry not to cut you off, but on the other side of the coin with Hollywood productions, I mean, or bigger budget productions, I do see that after working on them now in this part of my career, and even in the beginning of my career, I see the benefit of having specialization. Yeah. And there, I mean, I would love to have the best of both worlds and put, you know, a highly specialized crew on that knows each other well and loves to work with each other on an independent film set. And well, see they how do. It goes. They yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I've worked on film sets where um, people were, you know, doing, for example, the, you know, the special effects and things like that. And they they came from working, um, you know, the Black Pearl, you know, uh, mm-hmm. with Johnny Depp and mm-hmm. and things like that. But there they were, you know, working on a smaller independent film, um, you know, and, and being a part of that fun on that side as well. And that's that's really interesting actually because you kind of do get a sense of that both of those worlds and they share stories and you know it's really it's inspiring to to work on films and the whole challenge I just I just love it because we do thrive on that I think people who work on films have to love a challenge otherwise I mean (laughs) absolutely absolutely no I completely agree with you and that's so that's great that you I mean, recognize that and you love that challenge. It's it's really, I mean, it's part of what drives me as an actor because it is it is a challenging lifestyle and as a filmmaker or anybody in mostly any part of the industry to choose to embark on. Yeah. And that's you know? the magic of movie making in the end is 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 succeeding with the and, and changing things, you know, when you have to mm-hmm. and creating mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um I, I wanted to ask you something about, you know, in, in, in acting, you're, you're doing a lot of pausing sometimes, and it has nothing to do with uh, pausing for another take, you know, or something like that. But sometimes you have to pause for, like, technical reasons, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. could be to adjust audio or the lighting or, you know, uh, filters on the lenses, whatever it could be. 
Was there um, a lot of that or a, or, or a lesser amount of that that you may have noticed with uh, using a smartphone camera? I think there was just once or twice where they were trying to figure out what was rolling. I mean, it's, it's such a blur and we shot it so long ago now. I'm just trying to think. Um, I know there was a couple of times where we were pausing to make sure that what was on the screen was what was being recorded. Uh, Mithran might, might be cringing at that answer. It's not, that's not quite accurate. It's more like, it's more like I can just hear him like reaching <laughs> through the phone and being like, hey, <laughs> um, um, it's like, I remember we were in the basement and they were trying to figure out whether they were touching the screen and then trying to figure out if it was rolling. And this was like 18 hours into our day and everybody was exhausted. So they were trying to figure out, and there was a point where they had a monitor, I think, and they were, Oh no, that's what we learned. I think what we learned was that it would have been beneficial to have the smartphone hooked up to a larger monitor right? to see what was actually going on because they were using the actual screen as the monitor. Does that make sense? Yeah. So there was, some, there were some things in the frame and I think in a couple of, sh- of takes, like, sorry, Mithran, I'm giving this one away. In a couple of takes, the sound guy was actually in the frame. He was like doing his best to hide. And like, there's times where he's like dodging out of the frame to like, he realizes halfway through the take, he's in the frame and they're like, Get out of there. <laughs> did you guys uh, have a script supervisor in the, Yes, we had a wonderful script supervisor, um, and she did a great job. She was very detail-oriented. Uh, and That's what I used to do. I got st- stuck into doing in a lot of the films that I worked on, and I, I remember things like that. I would look for little, you know, light reflections and shadows of people in the room where there's not supposed to be anybody else in the room and all these mm-hmm, little details. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, it it's harder to see. You're that's right on a, on a phone on a smartphone, screen, yeah. especially like especially if you're, I mean, planning to send it to festivals where it's going to be screened on a larger screen. Like you have to, you just have to have a larger monitor that the phone is hooked up to. Yeah, you know, on 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 large budget productions, they don't look at the little window that's on the camera. There's only so much you can cover up in post, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't cover up the whole sound guy. Right. Laying there in the leaves <laughs> in the forest, like, you know, <laughs> trying his best to hide. That's he's, pretty he's funny. not hiding very well. It's very cute. We should, we should just do a sploof reel of, of, uh, um, of Joshua trying to dodge out of frame or many crew members. I remember Such Javier. A serious movie that you wouldn't want to do that at the credits, you know, <laughs> in that yeah. film. But, you know, it sure would be fun to, to go through those and, yeah, I mean, you guys formed a family, so that would definitely I loved be everybody. <laughs> and I, it was a funny thing because I could feel the the crew and some of the other cast bonding around me. But I, I that was one of that was one production where I just had to be very focused. Yeah. On set because it was such, it was de- it was demanding a lot of me, which I loved. Like I was very connected to it. I just it was a great exercise in staying focused because I wanted to joke around with everybody and I wanted to like really connect, but. I just had to stay in my place, you know? Yeah, and I worked on a film where it seemed like 90% of the film, the actor, she and she was supposed to be blind, 
I actually just spoke with her the other day. Um, and I remember we were all crying and at the end of every scene, we were all like, you know, along with her and it, mm-hmm. it's, um, and you, you, your, your role, your, the, that you were playing, you know, Diana, right. Yeah. She was, it, I mean, she suffered. I mean, it, she was suffering throughout the whole, you know, thing up until the end, finally, when we all yes. feel, you know, like, oh. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but um, yeah, did you get a lot of that, too, in in that, you know, were the crew? Yes, there was, I mean, the crew was so great. I mean, everybody was really supportive and just very understanding of the fact that I needed my space. And you know, very receptive when I wanted to speak to anybody and very respectful when they knew that I was in, like, you know, I just needed to be focused. Yeah, and that wasn't Visine going into your eyes to No, man, no, like that, that was all, that was like, exactly, that was me. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> there was the... no Visine on Set or Menthol <laughs> or anything. There, there were no tricks. That's I just almost Ava, feel like that's the... a myth anyways. Um, you're, that's why I'm saying it's so, you have to be so intro, there's so much going on from inside you to be able to put it out um for it to show yeah it's more connection to yourself like it's just important to nurture it and if you feel like because life like I said it kind of ebbs and flows so sometimes you're much more connected to certain parts of yourself than others you know so it's about tuning all the strings actually had a great coach that told me he's like you it's basically like a guitar. If you ever have a, a well, if you if you leave a guitar outside in the wind, you'll hear all the strings going. So it's just the wind actually moving past the strings is playing the guitar. But you got to make sure oh, those those strings are well tuned so they sound good when the wind moves through them. Wow. Well, you know, Mithran, uh, I turned it into a quote when he said, you know, directing is like passing the flame. I, yeah, I, I heard I, that. I may and have I to make that. a quote out of what you just said, too. <laughs> please, it's not mine. Please, please quote Earl Nanu. He, that's my coach who said that. Yeah, you'll have to You'll have to um, send me some of these names that you're naming. You're so, you, I thought you said you weren't good with names, but you're remembering <laughs> some very special people here. Um, oh, thank you. And... Um, so in, in trying to, because, you know, acting, um, you know, the, it's one of the things that I'm trying to convey in this interview is that, because a lot of people still don't take the smartphone seriously, obviously. And, you know, they just downplay the film itself and the story. To be honest, there are people that will downplay a good story because it was shot with a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll, you know, they judge it that way. And, and one of the things I'm trying to convey is that, um, you know, we're talking about a very serious film, a great performance and cinematography and everything was done, uh, very well in this film. I, I loved the moves. I mean, really, you can't tell that this movie was shot with a phone, um, as a viewer, no, no. you know? Yeah. And that's it, why we, I think that's why. Um, Mithram put it right at the end, shot like at the end of all the very of all the credits and everything, shot on an iPhone six. Yeah, and and a lot of times people don't believe it either, um, or they didn't no. used to um, believe it. They would say, "Oh, you're gonna have to prove that to me. I don't believe it was shot with the phone. It's too good, right?" Yeah. Um, and you know, 
things are getting better. But again, it's not all about the phone. The phone is just that one tool that now, like I was saying before, giving the power to people to use um, if if they want to, you know, create a film and share a great story. They've now, I mean, really, there's no excuse. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. I mean, it did take, I mean, Figment was, it's, 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 it's not a point and shoot kind of movie. Like, of course. I think there, there is a lot of that kind of content out there with mobile phones and smartphones and because it is a new technology yeah. and it's so widely available to people. I, I think that that's why maybe some people aren't taking the, I mean, do you call it a genre? They, they're not taking this format, this, this platform for creating films so seriously yeah. because it's, it's such a flooded market right now because everybody has one. Everybody, we all, like you said, we all have this capability. It's not an exclusive capability. A lot of, a lot of the allure of filmmaking was in its mystery and it's, and it's, you know, unattainability before. Right. So now that it's attainable, it's like, okay, well, how do you make that special? And I think it comes from a, a good story. That's where, that's, that's how any, any film, any, I mean, we're telling a story here, so we need a great story to begin with. Right. Yep. Yeah. And there's, there's also a new genre that was not achieved before, you know, in, in, you know, traditional filmmaking that, um, and I mean, everything in the end is either, it's some sort of a story to create a message of some sort, but there are films kind of like music, right? Which are about what they convey and what you feel from them, right? Um, And you can go really into depth into analyzing a song for what it means and what you feel and how it makes you feel. And I think a lot of the more experimental films are going into that route because they are created by people who don't have the filmmaking experience and background. So they're sort of experimenting with it. And there is, you know running my the film festival since you know the get-go from since since the beginning since people started making these films right I get to see this two sides you know where yes there are cinematic films with the stories and and great films like that and then there are experimental films that are uh, completely different you know in that you've never seen them before. And then there are similarities to some of the experimental filmmaking that was being done, uh, what was in the late sixties and the seventies with the eight millimeter cameras Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, and, and then there's, there's, you know, with social media and all the apps and everything like that, there's just like, it's, it's really creative and, and it's still growing. And, and it's not like I'm trying to say, well, there's this new genre that just came out because it's evolving, you know? Absolutely. Um, but, and, but yeah, for the film per se, right, as a film instead of more than a video, you know, what we think of as a video, I really do agree that that's one of the reasons why I created the, the global mobile film awards um because 
I want people to move away from just pointing and shooting and just saying, haha, look cute, you know, good enough. I'm sending it off to a film festival for these, you know? Yeah, of course. And I mean, God bless you or whatever you associate <laughs> with, any deity you associate with. May they bless you for, you know, creating this festival and going through. I'm sure you have so many submissions from around the world and you just, you have to go through them all and you probably see, you know, yeah. the best of the best and the worst of the worst. So, <laughs> well, I haven't I seen mean, anything horrible. Um, to that's be good. Honest with you. Yeah. So, that's good. And I do watch them all three times at least, though. Oh, wow. You watch every submission three times? Yeah, I, I do. Wow. What do you look for? What do you look for? I'm, I'm looking for, you know, it's hard to tell what I'm looking for until I see it for the so most part. So it's like part. a feeling. It's that je yeah. ne sais quoi. And at, and at okay. the same time, I, I'm, I'm able to see some people who maybe it's not so great right now, but there's a potential there and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to inspire them. You know, because I know that if once they step on the red carpet and have the film festival experience and 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 especially if they attend, they mm -hmm. they get this energy from that. Absolutely. And they're going to go, you know what? I'm I didn't realize. I mean, after looking at you know what? I've got my mind is just rolling now. It's exploding with ideas for my next film. And that's what I want people to do, to keep moving with it. Because it's not about just creating one movie and then that's it. Oh, look what I did. Yay. You know, and I'm done. Because um, mm -hmm. you get better through practice. But, but yeah, Absolutely. it's hard to tell what I'm looking for exactly. But, okay, but I do have to watch them three times at least. Because, you know, it's like watching anything or listening to a song or anything. It's like... It's subjective. <laughs> so Yeah, you know what? For me, like it, I do the same with a lot of scripts and stuff because people send me a lot of material to read over. And yeah. whether they're asking me to act in it or, you know, help them out on the project or produce or come be in it, you know. For me, there's that certain thing I'm looking for, for to feel. And it's just sort, sort of like a certain depth. I know that if I feel that depth, then this is a good project to be associated with. And then I also, if I find myself thinking about it later, then I know it's a good one for me to be associated with because it's in my, it's in my mind and it's coming up and it's speaking to me in that way. So I don't know if it's the same sort of situation for you. Well, yeah, in a, in a lot of ways. And I did say that this was subjective, but it, it is also objective too. I mean, you know, it, yeah, it does course. have to make sense. And, and because I've, I mean, I've, I've, I've got a degree in, in, in media communications and I've, you know, worked on films and, but, you know, we've all grown up with films. I mean, we, we know more yes. than we think we know. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> About the process. It's our main, it's the main way our, like that and music arguably are the two ways that our culture shares, like, and the world shares experiences, right? Yeah. Hey, I want to ask you something about the kids. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because I, you know, we were talking before about, you know, the being in front of a, a smartphone, right? And how comfortable yes. or different that is than being in front of the, the big lenses. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we were just talking about that, how kids are, you know, they're given, you know, smartphones and they're used to that. Oh, my God, mm -hmm. they yeah. live in front of, you know, 
cameras. Oh now gosh, more than Izzy ever and Tara were probably like more savvy with that thing than either one <laughs> anybody else on the set. They could have probably made their own movie while they were there, right? <laughs> um, did you did you see? Because I remember Mithran said, um, I think it was the one that played your daughter, right? That she had been yeah, in commercials, Izzy. Yeah. yeah. And um, was she? So she she was already experienced, not in movies, but in front of big cameras. Do you think she she? took it seriously I mean obviously she did she was a great little actress but you know yeah like oh god both of the girls were so great and you know they actually created that role for Tara right they couldn't really decide who to go Mm. with as Ah, my daughter and and Tara was not supposed to be an actual character it was just supposed to be a doll yeah and they loved her so much that they created that character for her I love stories like that because that was a real, it was like that sixth sense moment when you figured it out. Yeah, exactly. I thought it made the story way more powerful. And that's Mm -hmm. like, that's the genius behind this whole team. Like Liz and Liz, um, Liz Taylor, like, I don't think she gets enough recognition for this, but she's, I mean, she's really one of the driving forces behind this film. She put so much work into it. She did everything. She gave us her house. She did all the craft services, Wow. Sorry to get off topic, but like, I, and I will answer your question about yeah. Izzy and, and Tara, but Liz Taylor, I just have to take a moment and say she put so much incredible work into this film. And the film, I mean, would not be what it is and any anywhere near what it is if it wasn't for her. I, I came in, my call time, I think we had wrapped at like midnight or one o'clock the morning before. And my call time at her place was 7 a.m. When I came in at 7 a.m., she had already put out a full spread, like a full craft spread. And she was making eggs and pancakes for everybody. Like the woman puts so much work into everything she does. And I want, I just want to take a moment and recognize her for that. So much love on that set. Oh. Yeah, there is like, and that's what happens. Like you're saying with these indie films and I mean, any really great project you've seen created, like the, everybody bonds. Anyway, the girls, um, sorry, what was the question? Whether or not they were more comfortable in front of the, the smartphone, you know, they were both such pros and Izzy actually, I had Izzy play my daughter or the younger version of me in the next film I was in called recital. which was shot on a, on a large red camera in a big studio. Um, and she was just as comfortable in front of that camera as in front of the iPhone six. Like she had no problem in front of either camera. She's total pro that one. And Tara, I, I haven't seen her in front of other cameras. I know she does a lot of other work and she, I mean, I see her on Instagram and stuff. She seems pretty comfortable in front of all the cameras. Yeah. Wow. They were just, they You're were both so relaxed and they were so pro. They were so professional. Like they were more professional than, than many grown actors I've seen. So wow. kudos to them. Yeah. Because they're, there's, they have to be patient too. That's, I mean, it's yes, great they when were. they can act, but patience is like one of the main things. Yeah. And you can see they're both so immersed in their characters and what they're doing. Yeah, and and from what I could see from that, uh, from the film itself too, you know, just in the opening scenes in the forest, mm-hmm. that it seemed like they had a really good connection with you, um, like they really liked you, you know, it oh, showed. I love them so much. I love them both. They're such 
just amazing girls and their parents yeah. are like, I mean, a lot goes like the tone of the kids often comes from their parents That's usually. Great. And especially yeah. on set and that day, like, especially in the forest, it was cold. We were so cold. It was, it was like minus 20 in January when we were wow. filming and we were out in the forest. These girls were in these thin little costumes with their boots. And I mean, they had heat around for us, but we were, out in the forest filming and they were they were stellar man like if I was in their position at their age I would not have been as well behaved <sighs> they were so patient and fun and like kind and game and loving you know they were just amazing like they inspired me yeah you know? how cute yeah totally <laughs> um it was beyond cute it was it was like and mature and amazing, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I see them in, in that film and then connect what I was, how they look and everything and, and how cute they were in the film. And I'm connecting that to your story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were freezing our butts off out there, man. It was cold. Canadian forest in the middle of January. Like that, that any ice and snow you saw, that was real. Like we're out there in, in T-shirts and mini like costume dresses you know <laughs> yeah one of the last films that I worked on was supposed to be shot in the civil war times and <laughs> wow and it was like it was in 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 the spring in the begin in April actually um but it was still it was in Big Bear and mm. it was out in the the mountains and the the wilderness whatever out there and yeah there were like blizzards and i remember i was wearing like i don't know about seven layers you know uh of clothes <sighs> and uh the actor the the actress was wearing kind of like what you're saying she was wearing she was supposed to be some sort of a a vision or something and she was wearing like just a sheet basically and it was yeah. just like oh my god and and she, we oh, were like in the yeah. trailer heating up and she would walk in and she looked blue <laughs> yes yeah 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 and it's amazing that's it, acting is not a comfortable job i no. mean it's not a comfortable lifestyle there's many beautiful perks to the lifestyle choice of an actor but overall it's like you know it, it's it's gritty. probably it's it's very gritty. And, I mean, I just finished shooting some reshoots of a film up uh, in Ottawa last weekend. We were outside from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Yeah. Outside all day with a car to warm up. And I was lucky because, I mean, in most films I'm wearing basically what you said, a sheet. In, even in Figment, I'm wearing, like, a T-shirt and leggings. Yeah. And... And this one was, I was lucky because we were doing combat stuff and I was wearing a gas mask in this last film that I'm just talking about. And Yeah, you're pretty badass on some of these films <laughs> that you... <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of stunt work. Like I do fights and falls and stuff. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the kind of stunt woman that would do some of the crazier things, like get lit on fire. That's, but I, that's I've been cool. lucky enough to be like, yeah, I, I do a lot of, I, I do my own stunts. Wow, that's I've been tra awesome. I've been training for it. I love that part of acting. I mean, I think it's visceral and cool, and the whole. And I love the stunt communities. Like, they're such fun people. I love stunt people. Like, stunt men and women. They've always got the best stories on set. I always try to hang out with them because they're always the like most fun group. 
Yeah, they probably kind of like, you know, like, oh, you're cold. Huh, big deal, right? <laughs> yeah, they're like, whatever, try being cold and getting hit by a car twice, <laughs> three times, three ticks. I'm like, jeez, man, so much respect. I have so much respect for you guys. And well, girls. they have to be fearless, but that's, you know, that's, that's also, I mean, there, it, it's kind of like when you go, um, magic mountain or whatever, and you're on the ride and you're like, whatever these, I mean, it's supposed to make you feel scared and, and, and that rush of adrenaline because, you know, but that's, that's not happening because things are going wrong that it's made to make you feel like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the same thing, but you know, we've heard of accidents that happen and people losing their lives. Absolutely. Um, so it's still, it's, it's, um, but 99% of the people, even in independent filmmaking, um, do take that very seriously and are very careful to make sure no one yes. gets hurt. Yes. And, you know, I've, I've been on both sides of the coin of that. And I would just say that like anybody on set, if, you know, you know, like, if you don't feel safe and directors and stuff are asking you to do something, just don't do it. If you don't feel safe, it's not worth it. And if they are taking proper precautions to be safe and everything and you're in the right hands and you feel safe to do it, then please go ahead and do it. But like, I mean, like make sure you have the proper training and that everything's well laid out and well rehearsed ahead of time, you know, yeah, that you have a good stunt coordinator. It's, Those guys um, will save lives. It's definitely hero material in a way. Um, you know, remember HBO's uh, used to do that, you know, the making of mm-hmm. and all that. Um, you like zombies? I love zombies. Yeah, me too. Right on. Like, I, I, I mean, I, like, I, I shouldn't say I love them. I'm more like, well, I'm just fascinated by them. Yeah, I was so plausible. I was a teenager, I was fascinated with the whole zombies yeah, yeah. thing. And yeah. Uh, the old zombie movies they used to use. Well, they used to use. Uh, used to go to the, you know, the butcher shop. Yeah, the butcher shop. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, a lot yeah, of that yeah. stuff. They're not dealing just with like visuals. They're dealing with the smells. <laughs> as oh well. God. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, but but, but that's they, when I it's have, like I haven't seen. I haven't seen. Uh, I mean, I know that the whole zombie thing is, is like big right now. I've seen a few zombie movies, you know, shot with mobile phones, but I think we need more before this, you know, it fades away and then Yo, comes back. Yo, if there's anybody listening to this that wants to do a zombie film, just like, just please call me. <laughs> <laughs> please call me. I'm so happy. I'm so happy to do that. You know, when you get off of here, there's going to be like <laughs> six screenplays in your inbox <laughs> <laughs> totally totally at least i look forward to them all that's pretty cool um all right well is there anything else that you can you can think of you'd like to point out um i just want to say a thank you so much for your time and having me on here and i think that if you are dedicated to doing something that you really feel is in your heart and in 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 you like a story you need to get out that you shouldn't limit yourself to having the best circumstances or the best camera the best equipment to go out and get started you should just get started any way you can with whatever you have and if that's a smartphone and some friends then start there 
and start building and getting yourself some experience. And if you're an experienced director and an experienced filmmaker who wants to start playing with this platform, it, it's a wonderful world full of great surprises. And you can challenge yourself to create something really phenomenal with this seemingly common object. They're powerful machines we have that we're carrying with us and they're capable of great things. Just got to give it a chance. Yeah, and you might save a little bit on your budget by using a smartphone and, you know, pay actors and a little more and have, yes, you know, I'm all for better that. craft services. and <laughs> Yeah, I'm all for that too. <laughs> uh, better music. I don't know. I mean, there's always, I mean, you never have enough. I know, you know, a million dollars, two million dollars, you know, those are still small budget movies. So there's never enough money you know, for making films as it is. Yeah, it's true. But you know what? There, There is enough if you know how to work with what you have and do the independent thing and solve problems and network with people and, and, and get people around a good story. You know, there's it's an amazing thing that can happen when people are excited about the story. Yeah, the cool thing about also if you're just starting out and you're creating a short film and you're going to use your phone, you're going to use some friends, um, you know, if you were using a traditional camera and things like that, you'd probably need to borrow money from somebody, even if it is mom or dad, you know, yeah, you're going to have to do that where if you're doing it this way, you know, maybe you'll spend a paycheck on it because you do, you still want to give people their worth, their time, you know, uh, e even if at least a pizza party for God's sake, right? Oh God, uh, at least. Yeah. And, you know, but if you think about it, if you think about this, it's like, I don't know. It's like you're not owing somebody and they're not controlling the outcome of your film. You, you really own it at that point, you know, mm -hmm. because you're, you're not, you know, a lot of times funders who fund your films, they, they start putting their, their two cents in and they start changing things on you. And then that can get pretty dramatic. <laughs> yes, it can. It can. I'm learning that in the early stages of my producing career. So Well, that's right. You're gonna, yeah. you're a producer too. So hey, you know what, man? Like the future belongs to or man, they, them, woman, whoever. Right, we <laughs> um, but the future belongs to those who create their own paths. So, like I said, if you have a story to tell, tell it. There's no excuse, and it doesn't have to be through any genre or platform, like. You can start it on a smartphone. You can do the tests on a smartphone. You can do the whole thing on a smartphone. You can do it on a different type of camera, but just start somewhere and go from there. That's yeah. all I have to say about that. Yeah. Are you going to make a, a movie with, uh, are you going to produce a movie with, with a phone? I have no idea. I, I would really love to, at, and I would definitely love I love this idea of mixed media production, you know? Yeah. You know, when you have like very high budget productions and then you have these moments that are done on our phone, somehow like that seems much more intimate. And I love this idea of like direct to camera actors speaking to camera on their phone as if in like some sort of diary in a way 
within the project. Yeah. Because it's, it's such a part of our lives. Like we do this, we're on our phones all the time. And, and the way I've seen it done in big budget productions, like there's, there's gotta be a way to marry it because it's such an intimate thing to audiences. We all know what it's like to see ourselves being played back on our phone. And if you try to fudge that in any way, like we know it, our, our disbelief is no longer suspended. So. Well, remember when the first films came out where they were using ref- you know, referring to a text and you would see the little text bubble come up on the screen and you were like, oh my God, that's so cool. You know, now it's common, you know, or, you know, somebody going on Facebook or just talk of social media and how cool that was. And it's like, what you're talking about is the next level where that actually becomes, and there are films that are, that are also doing that, but they're, they're exciting because they are relating to, yeah, our lives. I mean, we're we're on social media. We're, you know, we go on Instagram, we go on Facebook, we go on, you know, all these other things. And we're always looking for something new, of course, um, to wander into. So it's pretty cool. Um, hey, sorry, you cut out. We just cut back in. Yeah, it, it happened so, earlier, too. So yeah. I don't know what Hopefully. it is. That's okay. That's okay. It's the... Um, the spirit of what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, and, but you know what the funny thing is? I'm talking to you through my phone right now. Like I'm on Skype on my phone talking see? to you, looking at my phone. Gotta love it. <laughs> yeah, gotta love it, man. These yeah. supercomputers in our pockets. Well, you know, um, the one of the judges for our first film festival um, mm-hmm. was trying to, and again, I just dove into this whole film festival thing back then. And she, I was really like, Hey, I need to know who, <laughs> who you're, who you chose for, you know, your, your judging, you know, for these films. And, uh, she was an actor as well. And she was on, on working and everything. And I, I, she was like, I just, I can't get to the email right now to send it to you. I've been trying. And I was like, text it to me. <laughs> so she texted me those, uh, we were actually just laughing and talking about that. I was like, yeah, that was it was like whatever, whatever we we have. It's it's all about tools, you know. You were earlier. You you went on Google to look at this guy's name. Um, yeah, exactly. I was at the grocery store the other day trying to figure out the difference between sugar because I was trying to figure out the difference between raw and uh, the other sugar, like what like what bleached, is that? Un, like bleached, yeah. bleached and refined. I just wanted to make I mean, sure this other s- one was not didn't have bleach in it basically and um i just went on google because <laughs> i couldn't get a hold of anybody and i was like i'm googling this oh my god and it's so bad because like i mean we could this is like a common theme i'm sure in your life what you talk about but i was just talking to my friends the other day about like you know our smartphones are so good but we also have to encourage interaction between each other which is something cool that your festival does because it uses the platform of smartphones but then we're also interacting with each other yeah like when's the last time you actually gave directions to somebody or asked another human being for directions you know i do because i i (laughs) love to talk to i love talking to strangers see i'm 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 really I'm a real dork when it comes to stories. Um, I really enjoy people. You know, when people, some people think no one wants to hear their stories. I'm that one mm-hmm. that's like, no, 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 me. I, I, I want to hear it. You know. I oh, wanna, man, that's awesome. Yeah. 
And so for me, it's like I've stopped people for directions and made friends, you know, that I'll probably never see again. But that moment. Yeah, I love that. I have so many friends floating around the world. Yeah. You know, if I ever bump into them again. Yeah. And sometimes you do. And And you do in the most random places. Yeah. And and there's no shyness about it. Like, oh, you know, hi. You know, it's like, hey, what's up? You know, it's 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 great. That's so cool. That's a beautiful gift that you have, Susie. Well, I think that kind of is bouncing off of other people like you and the people that I get to talk to because um, that's what kind of gives me the energy that I have, you know, is all these conversations. I know, I know you're, I know you're tired, uh, but you sound <laughs> way more energetic right now after our conversation that you did I earlier. Totally. At the beginning of our conversation, I was just like, warming into it and like yeah. you know coming out of events mode and into film mode but that's the that's the thing if you're doing what you love it energizes you yeah well and and that's part of keeping your dream up alive there's there's a thing about the people and these are a lot of like salespeople and things like that they they think having a dream is like making a wish and there's such a huge difference between the two and yes, everybody, absolutely. everybody has a right to have a dream and everybody, no one should be played down to, their dream should not be played down to like it's just a wish. There's a huge difference between the two. Yes. And, and that's like, and it's not about setting a goal or anything. It's a dream comes with like a vision and something you believe in. Um, and thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's, that is beautiful. Well, anyway. Okay. So we're going to play okay. a game now. Okay. This is uh, game. It's shout out time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I'm going to give actually get my, my timer, which I'm going to use my phone. I always point this out because it's like, really? What do you think I have? I'm going to use my iPhone, <laughs> the alarm on the iPhone. So you've got um, this. The shout out game is about, you know, giving you 20 seconds to okay. give a shout out to people. Okay. Um, and so are you ready to play this? So it's like just people that come to my mind and I just say hi. Yeah. Well, people that you'd like to give a shout out to, to say, Hey, thanks, you know, or hi. So or, far in this journey. Yeah. yeah whatever, you know, it's <laughs> okay, whatever's in your heart cool. right now. I know. And, I, and it's sort of like putting you on the spot. So no, it's cool. I'm it's, so excited. Pretend okay, you're okay, at let's... the Oscars and you're giving that 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 little speech Jesus. and then they cut you okay. off after so many times. And you're like, I tried to thank you, Mom. It's not like I forgot you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus. Okay, let's do it. All right. Thank you, okay, Jesus. ready? <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Go. Let me know. Okay. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Mick. Hi, Amy. Hi, Austin. Hi, Manny. Hi, Nancy Bishop. Hi, Terry. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Mark. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Michael Revitar. Hi, um, Mike Lee. Hi, Alicia. Hi, uh, Paul and Jupiter. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <goodness. laughs> That's so funny. So many people, like, from years ago popped up into my mind and current, and I just let it go. Well, if you were competing with, not that I've had like 20 episodes or anything yet, but if you were competing with the rest of the people that I've had here so far, wow, you yes. won. 
you named, keep you going. Named, yeah, you named the most because um, it, it just seems like the others were trying to give the reasons behind why they were, you know, so-and-so for doing this, so-and-so for Oh, my God, that, I forgot right? my sister Mick. See? Hi, Mick. Sorry. That's okay. I, I let everybody cheat once. Thank you. <laughs> I love my good. sister Mick so much. I'm going to ask you to just kind of wrap this up. But then after that, I'm going to ask you an added question to um, for our Patreon community of rock stars. Okay. Um, okay. So that's going to be Hi, guys. Pri- privileged for them only. Ooh, but for now, okay. uh, is there anything else you'd like to say before we go there? No. Just, I mean, if anybody's listening to the end, which I'm th- sure they are, Thanks so much for listening. I hope you got everything you need. If you want to get in touch with me, you can feel free to do so. You can uh, find me on my website at avablackwell.com. It's A-V-A-A-H, blackwell.com, like you're screaming at the end. (laughs) Or on my uh, website or like on Twitter. Um, Actually, no, I'm not on Twitter. On Instagram or Facebook, please feel free to get in touch. I'm happy to try to answer any questions you have yeah we're gonna add the links to all your whatever you want actually on our notes for great the podcast. fantastic yeah thanks yeah okay, and then I, I like to do a little blog thing too and you know um, yeah so. i saw that that's so generous of you that's so nice yeah I, I like to kind of put it because you know just notes on a on a podcast is sometimes it's just like very generic looking <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know how to plasticky you know and a, a nice little article sharing a little more insight and some photos and links and things like that i think it's it's something nicer to make people want to share that more than just a link to a an itunes or you know a feed with the podcast but that's in there too <laughs> so, totally um all right so cool see ya We'll see you later. Bye, guys. So that concludes our podcast, Episode 5 with Ava Blackwell. That was a lot of fun. Um, Actually, I know it was a long interview, but it was really insightful. And it really, I think, captured the separate um, perspective of the other side of making films, which is the people that are in front of your camera, the actors. In either case, you can also listen to uh, the podcast on iTunes, of course, or you can go to the website. You can also find out more about the International Mobile Film Festival by going to www.internationalmobilefilmfestival.com. And there is another part to this podcast, but we've reserved that exclusively for our Rockstar community on Patreon. If you'd like to go there, subscribe and uh, listen to that, where Ava is going to give some advice to filmmakers, simply go to www.patreon.com forward slash SBP podcast. We'll see you there.